Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the podcast that knows that a year of springs is a year of new beginnings and other such poetic stuff that I would say normally, but I don't want to ruin any sort of mood that this episode might have, so I'm going to stop now. <laughs> and before we get into the meat of this episode, I'm going to start out with a small announcement, a small preamble. A small appetizer, if you will. So, last year, for June, for Pride Month, in June of 2020, uh, we talked about a little visual novel called One Night Hot Springs. And if you've never heard of it, if you never listened to our episode, you're forgiven because that was a year ago. And we were, you know, still in our infancy, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was a nice little episode that, uh, a nice little visual novel that Matt introduced to me, I think, because I never heard of it before. And it's a, it's a sweet little story about a transgender woman in Japan being invited out to a hot springs and all of the, uh, all of the social troubles that tends to come with that. And it's mostly an informative, um... of informative visual novel for people who are transgender, who know someone who's transgender, or who just lives in Japan, because it was incredibly eye-opening on how restrictive LGBT policies and other laws are in Japan. And it was quite, you know, it was quite eye-opening and very informative and very heartwarming uh, of a little tale. And we talked about it and thought that would be it. And over time, after that, uh, after June, like throughout the year, the creator, NPCKC, made two sequels for it, Last Day of Spring and Spring Leaves No Flowers, which uh, kind of continue on that story with the other characters in that, uh, in that game. And so, to... Further talk about it for Pride Month, we thought we'd go over that with the recently released trilogy of A Year of Springs, which is the full collection of all three of those games, which has additional visuals and kind of remastered music. So to kind of like revisit last year's episode, we're going to talk about A Year of Springs. And... To uh, capstone on that, I kind of in relation to the message of a year of springs, and in in the spirit of Pride Month, as a my own personal announcement, I'd like to publicly announce to our listenership and to the world at large that I am going forward with my transition from male to female. And while it is uh, something that I would like to work on in private a bit more, it's kind of hard to do with such a public platform like a podcast. But with my birthday coming up and with it being Pride Month, there's really no better time like the present to do it now. And I've been working on it. And I went from being really nervous about it to feeling really emboldened and I'm very confident in my audience, in, t- in you, dear listener, 
that I could feel accepted and uh, confident that everything will go well for me. So, so that's my uh, kind of my shaky announcement that, yeah, I am transitioning. And we'll, it'll kind of come into play later with this episode as to how it, how this game relates to me into how I looked at it last year versus how I looked at it this year. And with that being said, welcome back to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. The podcast that, even though it feels like it changes, is still the same comfortable place that you're used to. I can introduce yourself. My name is Matt, and I... Well, I knew this was like I knew this announcement was coming, but like I just had to kind of watch it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interject or anything. <laughs> I didn't want to like ruin your moment. But uh, my name is Matt, and it doesn't matter how many how many springs pass or how many years pass, you will and always be my friend. Oh, I was gonna have like a jokey thing, but now I don't want to ruin the mood. <laughs> no, you can ruin the mood totally. And my name is Audrey, and even though I may leave a, I don't know, inspirational quote here related to the game we're talking about, I don't know, <laughs> and your support for me showers like a, uh, like a sea of cherry blossoms sprinkling down. <laughs> Anyways, like we had to make that, wanted to make that announcement, wanted to kind of get that out there because I know that's really important to you. Yeah. Um, so that's really important that we, I would, it would really be appreciated if you would accept her for who she is. And please, I know this, I know this episode, we record these episodes a week in advance. So, you know, any time from the time we record to this is pretty cool if you guys still, uh, you know what? I am going off on a tangent here. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys will be supportive of it, our listeners. I really would like, you know, I, I think that we don't have as anime fans really a room to be bigots. I don't think we have a sort of a space to judge other people for what they do and what acts they take and everything like that. I think at the end of the day, the moment that we ourselves start to apply bigotry to our own life and judge others for the things that make them happy and the decisions that they make that don't hurt anyone. I think that we kind of we kind of are just ruining the spirit of anime and that anime is freedom, freedom for you to be whatever you want to be, freedom to give yourself wings to soar on imaginary worlds that you would have never thought of on your own. So I would just if you guys are in the discord or anything like if you're some of the people who contact us through email or something of the sort, please Please be respectful, and maybe you haven't, you don't listen to this episode, but you'll, you'll eventually, you'll catch on eventually <laughs> if you don't listen to this episode, right? And as we'll learn through talking about a year of springs, even if it's a topic that you don't quite understand, either through lack of exposure or just from, from not having it around in your life, you'll see that there is still an opportunity to learn and sympathize, and that. Even if it could be something as uh, 
as small as, you know, learning to become an ally or something as grand as learning that maybe this is me. Maybe this is something that I didn't know was a part of me, which, you know, is something that I learned, like looking back over my life and mm -hmm. talking about One Night Hot Springs when we lo looked at it last year, it was mostly me... Um, like being more of an ally for the LGBT plus community and, you know, learning what the struggles are for trans people, especially in Japan. And looking at it now, it's a lot more of a relation aspect in that this is something that I may have gone through and something I might go through. So it's regardless of what aspect you find yourself in, this game is incredibly informative and incredibly emotionally gripping. <laughs> like me and Matt experienced when we finished the last game at how kind of wholesomely hollow we felt. Mm -hmm. Kind of melancholic. Mm -hmm. Melancholic about this otaku uh, aspect. Hmm. Should make mm -hmm. a podcast about that. Uh-huh. 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 Uh. So to give a to a sum it up, A Year of Springs is a trilogy vision of a collection by NPCKC, who did the uh, development, programming, and art, and a bit of the music, but mo music was also mostly done by SD Hizumi. And it started out last year as a, I think it was a game jam. Uh, uh, product One Night Hot Springs and then it was continued with Last Day of Spring and Spring Leaves No Flowers and I didn't I didn't know what to expect for Last Day of Spring and Spring Leaves No Flowers but it really hit a lot harder than I was expecting yeah these actually uh, speaking of all these games the Spring Leaves No Flowers actually touched on something that was really relevant to me mm -hmm. um but that is something that we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. Not that I have anything, <laughs> my own personal declaration or anything to say about myself, but just some experiences I had, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, before we dive into that sort of discussion, we do the, the usual check-in. What you've been doing, what you've been seeing, who you've been seeing, how you've been seeing them. <laughs> Hopefully through a mask. Anyways, so... How are you doing? What you been doing, Audrey? Been doing pretty good. I've been uh, not watching anime as usual. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> um, What have I been doing? Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, I finally got three stars in the, uh, the Hyrule Cup. Finally, I've been getting double-dicked on with a blue shell on all the other tracks for that one race that ruined me, but I finally showed them. I showed them all. And uh, other than that, I've watched, uh, finally got to Love, Death, Robots Season 2. And that was pretty good. Oh. I don't know what that is. It's like an anthology collection of like animated works talking about futuristic sci-fi topics of varying mm -hmm. degrees of levity or uh, production. Mm-hmm. My good. It's about okay. each minute's about each episode is about fifteen, twenty minutes long. 
Mm-hmm. It's a quick binge. No, I've never. I have no no sort of no sort of like if it's it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, I only use Netflix for anime. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm actual trash. What have you been doing? Looks around room. I don't know. Well, I PlayStation had a big old sale and they were selling the Persona dancing game, so I bought all of those and <laughs> I played through those. And then they had I saw they had more stuff on sale and so I ended up buying because now I'm in a big fist of the North Star mood. Yeah. So my plan is if I just watch two episodes a day, just consistently, if I do the Dan method, if I just do it slowly, two episodes a day, I can get through Fist of the North Star because I like the premise. I thought it was a fun romp. It was just the first 20 episodes are just we're going to fight you ken okay i'm here to kill you ah he killed us how 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 did he do that what ta 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 you know all that all that all that fist of the north star jazz yeah i'm ken what ta 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 uh oh my emotion you're already dead Yes, yes. Uh, rinse and repeat for those first 20 or so episodes. And I also bought the manga, which kind of started this because I do really like the world of Fist of the North Star. And it's a really important um, it's a really important property to the foundations that shonen anime is kind of built on today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I want to watch it, but it is showing its age. And now that I got into a big Fist of the North Star mood, I also bought the um, <laughs> the Fist of the North Star game on PlayStation 4 Lost Paradise. <laughs> Which is just Yakuza, but in <laughs> Fist of the North Star. And I was like wilding out. I I thought it, I thought it would be different, but I was playing it saying, yo, you can literally buy a Kazuma Kiryu skin to replace Ken. Wow. It's wild, and I absolutely love it. Uh, by the way, I dropped Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't finish it? No, I don't care. <laughs> life's too short for games you're not enjoying and it's not that i wasn't enjoying it it's just i wasn't compelled to finish it you know how like when you play a game and you want to see more of the story and the gameplay's fun and it kind of gets you to keep playing because they're both kind of the wheels are turning in tandem Mm mm-hmm See, I've played the original Final Fantasy VII, and that story I'm I know by heart. And the events of remake are so drawn out that I'm comparing it to the original, which isn't fair to it. But the gameplay is fun to me, but I don't feel like there's enough of it. Right. So every time I get in a fight, then it's like, Cloud, we gotta walk over here. So I'm walking and walking and just walking and watching these cutscenes, and I just didn't care. I didn't enjoy it. The it's just. I didn't care. I didn't care. <laughs> and I'm not going to waste any g- time on games that I don't care about anymore. <laughs> Screw the resolution. You're going to save your time for Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to play <laughs> Fist of the North Star, and if I get bored with that, then I'll go to Final Fantasy XIV. If I get bored with that, maybe I'll watch some anime. <laughs> oh, catching up on my seasonals, too. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, I should do- I should be doing that. You should be doing that. Yeah, we have less than a week to record. <laughs> yeah. I, 
Yeah, I got time. You do not have time. <laughs> this is literally, we are recording on your second off day. <laughs> you, you do not have time. You are, are literally recording the podcast is wasting time <laughs> for the podcast. No, I'm watching anime right now. No, you are not. <laughs> Boy, look um, at that. I, look at that. 89. They're, they're doing 89 things. <laughs> 89. <laughs> Yeah, that that uh that 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 Hoga hero. I I I got myself shaved and then I went home to high school. Yeah, that show. Yeah, that's that's hit of the season. Weird, weird Uber. My favorite. Oh, yeah, slime anime. Uh, someone with slime does slimy stuff. I don't know. I'm thinking yeah. of the other one. Yeah, Marvel's Tokyo Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm doing it. I'm watching anime and I'm just like, this is just. This is, we are not going to have a fun time for the seasonal review. So what did you watch, Audrey? Uh. Nothing. BoJack Horseman again. No, I finished BoJack Horseman. I'm going to do the thing like his Yasuke count. (laughs) I haven't finished Yasuke either. (laughs) It's only six episodes. I've been trying to hold myself back from watching all the Gundam they have. They added the, uh, the Gundam... Uh, OG trilogy as well as Char's counterattack to complement Hathaway's Flash. Ooh! So uh, I've been reining myself in. You need to watch those. I never did finish the OG Gundam because it was just so slow. Yeah, fucking Char's counterattack is two hours long. That's not just a Jeez. sit down thing. I have to. I have to get in the mood for it. <laughs> I just want to point out something as I'm watching older anime that are. What is up with just the first half of the anime and these sort of shows being just nothing but mooks or the same person fighting the bad, uh, the hero over and over again and losing? Mm-hmm. Like, does that just fit that the Roman that kind of harkens back to childhood experiences with action cartoons? We're gonna get you, Teen Titans. Oh no, we were defeated. Goodbye. I think it had to be that they had to make a, a, a quick series. To show the producers, like, hey, here's our show. Here's the formula. And they're like, okay, we greenlight it. And they're like, Haha, now we can do the stuff we really want to do. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting point. I'm just really doing my two-episode-a-day thing with Fist of the North Star. I'm just thinking to myself, when, is this filler? Is this <laughs> What is this? Because I just don't understand the reason why this has to happen. I don't understand why these shows are so long. But, you know, that's just me. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a long anime boy now. Just two episodes a day. I can do that. Anybody can do that. I'm going to finally finish Hunter Hunter. And looks at list of long animes that I dropped. And that's it. <laughs> I'll catch up on My Hero, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll do all of that. This is going to be the summer of Matt. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Two months later, it was supposed to be the summer of Matt. How do I? <laughs> Me looking oh. at the track record. Prospects don't look good, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> the spring of Matt was supposed to be about finishing video games. That didn't pan out. You know, the summer of Matt started two days ago. How you doing? I don't know. These shows are long. <laughs> You mean 150 episodes? That's that's doable, right? 
Fucking hell. 150 episodes is a lot. <laughs> but see, but see, I, I probably watch at least 80 or 90 episodes in seasonal form every single season. But what is it different about the other ones? Is it because I'm just have like this ADD undiagnosed and I need I need other things to just to just satisfy my palate of wanting different tastes? It's, or do I have commitment issues? Which one is it? It's something like what are you accusing if you what are you accusing me of? I'm accusing you of of uh Alright, listen. Okay. Say you have a big cake. A big cake on a big platter. Okay, I'm imagining it. You like cake, but that's a lot of cake. You don't know if you can it do that on all in one sitting. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I can. So you say, "Nah, I'll pass." But then, okay, you look at the other table and you see a similarly sized cake cut up into sixteen different slices on sixteen small plates, appropriately sized for each slice. And you think, mm-hmm. "Oh, I could take a little cake," and you get done with it. And you look at the next one. Oh, it's just a little bit of cake. And you do that over and over and over again. Suddenly, you've eaten a whole ass cake and you didn't even know it. Hmm. Hmm. That is a very good point. I like that analogy. That is actually very true. I mean, and the cake is different. You got to also mention that the cake is different flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. Because having one cake, one whole cake, and it's just the same vanilla flavor, but then going to another table and it's like key lime, strawberry. It's like those collections of cheesecake slices you find at at the uh, supermarket. I don't like cheesecake. Yeah, cheesecake is all right. Yeah. Eh, it's all I'll right. eat cheese. Yeah. I'll eat cheesecake. Eh. I'll eat cheesecake if it's got like excessive amount of you know topping on it. You know, like it's drowned in chocolate and caramel. I'll I'll eat that. Or if if it's sort of thrust upon me and somebody says, you have to try my cheesecake, then I'll eat it. But that's just out of politeness and societal obligations, which I will soon break free of as I recently avoided seeing my parents out of everyone's encouragements. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of breaking free of societal obligations. Ayo. I was looking for a segue in there somewhere. It's like, yeah, we're 23 minutes in. We got to get rolling. We gotta go. Alright, so I guess the best way to talk about this is go talk about one game at a time. So, starting out with One Night Hot Springs. See our episode moving on next. (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, like, not to cover things we've already covered, uh, to to make this episode extra long, but revisiting it, did your feelings change? Uh, it kind of did because the first time was kind of the sticker shock of like learning that learning about how restrictive the Japanese laws are for not just transgender people but for anyone in the LGBT community and it was like back then it was so eye opening it changed my perspective of Japan on the whole like mm-hmm. I always knew about the oppressive work culture. I'm like, wow, that sucks. Good thing I don't mm-hmm. live there. Mm-hmm. And like, still thinking that uh, as a tourist, it won't be that bad. But hearing this, like, damn, Japan is backwards and repressive. Oh, fun fact, fun little story. So my roommate is getting 
getting her degree to teach English as a second language, and she's planning on going to Japan mm-hmm. to actually pursue that career. And she was talking to me about just some of the policies that Japan has as it concerns foreigners. And obviously, there's a very big gate of you can only like of the so many people who apply, only ten percent get in. Yeah. But here's the other thing about that. So according to her, there are very various uh, various apartments and real estates that will not allow foreigners. Right. Like turn foreigners at the door and will not allow them. And certain workplaces, if you are a foreigner and you start working there. Even if in your home country you were a heart surgeon, you you will be treated as if you're in training, and you will constantly be answering to someone else. Mm. And I I mean like not to say not to say who look how awful Japan is while we are America have a rock a huge massive boulder in our own eye because obviously we do some we've done things similar to that we are still kind of in the same sort of oppressive ways as it concerns people who come from mexico Mm -hmm. but it's just you know seeing japan through the anime eyes which i think we discussed in the episode about one night hot springs seeing japan through anime and then actually looking at japan is really really messed up and even um and even amelia has some stories that she can tell about when she was over in japan yeah and some of the things she saw and it's just one of those things like you see japan in one view because of anime and manga and then you are forced to kind of say hey that's not reality and i think this the hot springs game does a great job of that too mm-hmm. it just as a like a in a nutshell of the kind of stuff we're talking about the as is told in one eye hot springs if you are a transgender you cannot have your legal name and legal gender changed until you get a sex reassignment surgery. And you can't get that until you get sterilized. And that comes into play in a little bit. And you cannot do any of that if you are married or have children under the age of 18. Because if you transition and you're married, then that would count as a same sex marriage which is illegal in Japan. Which, mm-hmm. when I was reading that, blew my mind that of all of the, like, the logical leaps that had to be taken in order to prevent this from happening. Especially with the classic, oh, th- someone think of the children. Yeah. And there's... It's 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 stupid. And with One Night Hot Springs, you play as Haru, who is the transgender woman in question. And we're seeing this through her perspective of something as simple as going to a hot springs, which, you know, has all the pressure of, you know, being exposed in a place where traditionally men and women are separated, just the same as restrooms. And... There's the legal matter, the company policy matter, and then the social matter of being caught or being an inconvenience to anyone else and worrying about other people's judgments for you and the constant frustration of one of wondering where you belong. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, with your appearance not matching what people have assigned to you yeah, and you not being allowed to be recognized as the thing you feel like, yeah, it's uh, it kind of encapsulates that feeling very well with the, uh, the cute art style that this game uses. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, if I have any criticisms to levy at this game, it is that the game is very soft and... You know, I understand that it's an it's an escapist it's escapism. The world is very cruel. The world is very mean, and this game does you know exist in this sort of world where you will get through it mm-hmm. and through the help of people around you. And I like that message. I just one of the things I would I would like to kind of get the point across even more. Well, not to say to get it to edgy to say this got to be edgy. But maybe have a little bit more conflict because all of the conflicts, while they are very pertinent and very important to the stories, all three games, they all seem easily remedied, you know, Mm -hmm. which is is not a complaint to the game itself. It's not a criticism I would honestly mark down because, again, this game knows what it is. This game is fully aware it's trying to tell a story to educate and comfort, and it does a great job, especially in the first one. Mm hmm. And I still enjoyed it, revisiting it. I think I got the exact same ending, which the exact same first ending. Yeah. So (laughs) I remember the first time I played it and I answered it as true as I would if I were in that situation Mm. and I got the bad ending. (laughs) I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, I, 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 the first time I did it, I got the Erica ending, and I did it again and got the same Erica ending, and I was like, well, how perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is the thing. All three of these games have multiple endings, so there's a lot of replay value, as most vi- as any good visual novel would have. And they kind of work differently, though. One Night Hot Springs is your typical visual novel where it has branching paths and different destinations. Whereas Last Day of Spring it is more of a time-based thing where your choices depend on how long your adventure lasts. And the ending you get is dependent on what day it ends on. And then mm-hmm. Spring Leaves No Flowers is more of a... It, it, it arrives to the same end, but with a different um, mindset for the main character. Yeah, Spring Leaves No Flowers doesn't have a bad end. Every single ending is kind of just Monami going, well, I'll think about it in the morning. Yeah. Things will work out. Tomorrow I'll solve these problems. Every single ending is, well, tomorrow I'll work things out. And I'm just sitting, I was sitting there going, Monami, why are you you like this? So the, the characters that we have to worry about are Haru, the aforementioned transgender woman, Manami, her best friend from childhood, and the person who invited Haru on the hot springs, and Erika, Manami's friend, and person who is just now meeting Haru. And together they're three girls chilling in the hot springs, five feet apart, because it's fucking complicated. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, mmm some complicated interrelationships on that one. Mm-hmm. 
I will say that one of the things I am, I thought this trilogy was just going to be because I knew nothing about it. I didn't know anything about the sequels. I thought it was just going to be the continuing adventures of Haru. Mm-hmm. But no, when I started the second game up and it was Erica, I said, all right, cool. That's what's nice. Really nice is that you have these three characters and each game is taking their perspective. And each one is like at an undetermined amount of time after the events of the first one. Just really mm-hmm. nice. You get that that interspersed growth that uh, tends to be um, for the the main premise of each game. Oh, yeah. I'm glad because after last day of spring, I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying something along the lines of like, I'm about to burn this place down. I'm about to destroy everything. How dare you tease my, tease my little heartstrings with that kind of ending. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but so that is One Night Hot Springs in a nutshell. We talked about it in full in our episode from last year. Uh, yeah, go listen to the episode before we all knew how to do good audio <laughs> processing. So I said, like, yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, so go listen to that. Enjoy the relic of our forgotten <laughs> past. It'll be labeled under an otaku mini collie from when we tried to do that. <laughs> This podcast is just consistent attempts to do something and then going, well, <laughs> that didn't stick. The only thing that's been permanent is Anna Misery. Yeah. Misery loves company. Yeah. Sad, sadness never ends, but everything else just might. Ooh, who said that quote? Me. <laughs> I said it. Quote me. Put me in the end quote. Anyways, as an ending of One Night Hot Springs, regardless of what happens, Monami and Erica had a wonderful time at the Hot Springs. Haru, depending on the ending, had a okay to really good time, and they all bonded together as friends, and that carries over into Last Day of Spring, where Haru's birthday is coming up this time, and Erica just found out about it and wants to do something special with it, because... As she thinks, she's being a good friend, but she'll find out later that it's something a bit more. Mm-hmm. And as she is trying to set up a spa day for Haru, she's discovering how frustratingly difficult it is to try to find a place that will accept a transgender woman, and realizes that she is living a day in the life that Haru has to deal with on a daily basis. And I, when I realized that, I, that really set in just how how tiring it can get. I also want to say it's also dealing with people who are too polite. I was honestly getting a little <laughs> bit annoyed with Haru. No, you don't have to. Don't do it. I'm sorry. You don't have to. No, I don't have to. No, don't do that. I'm going to start. I'm going to stop doing that because I was getting a little bit annoyed. Mm-hmm. Just accept the kindness. Just do it. We all know those people who, who when you try to do something nice and encounter a a minor inconvenience, like, oh, I'm sorry for the hassle. You don't have to do that if it's such a bother. Yeah, it's legitimately me. (laughs) 
I apologize so much to any if I'm even like a little bit late at times and then I always thank people a billion times for doing things like right now I had a, I was going through my discord messages and I have a bunch of thank yous typed up to people who let me talk <laughs> on the podcast just save those talk- drafts <laughs> yes just lined up because I was going to type I, I had them planned and I, 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 I put them in my little um my little test server where I try out emojis before I put them in the regular server <laughs> to see if they look good. Yeah. And I just type a message like, thank you so much. But then I'm like, I can't send it. I'm going to annoy them. <laughs> but I should let them know how thankful I am that they're my friend. But yeah, I, I actually like that too. Um, of the three, I think this one might be my favorite. Yeah. I think so. I'm. I really like Erica as a character. I. I feel like in the beginning. I mean, I'm. I personally have that sort of mentality of I don't ask people anything that might be sensitive to them, mm-hmm. or that might wound them or be something uncomfortable. So I always try to avoid it unless I feel like the room says I can do whatever I want. And so Erica asking all these questions immediately was kind of off-putting, but in a delightful sort of way. Yeah, that kind of made me not like her in One Night Hot Springs because she was a very abrasive and boisterous personality. But Last Day of Spring made me really sympathetic and uh, made me really, really like her a lot. Yeah, it was very relatable, especially when you are trying to be an ally and you do not know how. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one of the consistent problems I have is that I want to be supportive, but I don't want to be overbearing. And I don't want to seem like I'm just doing it to flaunt that I am supportive. I want to be legitimately supportive to my LGBTQ friends. Yeah. And Erica getting that sort of experience of seeing what they have to go through is something I've never personally had to do. But it's interesting to get that experience because I I thought that everything would be like the regular hot spring, but no, all the spas are like, no, we don't allow it. Sorry, and it's, I tested it's against it. our policy. I tested all three of those spas to see if maybe there was a secret ending. Yeah. Like the reasonably one was was nice or the, the, the expensive one was actually the nice one, but nope, they all reject you. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show that even someone like Erica, who would say, what's the big deal? You're you're a woman. That's just the fact. Why can't they just let you in? And just having to hit that brick wall of, it's the law. We, like, who knows? Maybe it, maybe the spas would like to, to let her in. But because of the law, they don't want to get in trouble with the government and face whatever mm-hmm. kind of repercussions. That's the thing. You can't really know if they're just being compliant uh, or being complicit with the laws because they have to or if they're being bigoted because that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. And as as harsh as it is to say, it, no matter how much of an ally you are, it's really impossible to know like what kind of struggle someone goes through until you go through it yourself. And that's pretty much what Erica has gone through. Yeah. And there was that line that really stuck out. It's like, what? how are you not angry all the time about this? And Haru replies, 
I was, but then I'd just get tired. Yeah. That's really how it goes, though. You get angry about something, and then you just get tired of being angry. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a solid addition, I feel like. It introduces... It just It's a nice to get that perspective. Yeah. And... I really like Erica, and the ending had me going, "Ah, oh, here it comes." Yeah, it's a very the games. It's a very downer story if you look at the macro perspective of you can't really do anything to change the law unless you get severely into politics and run for office. But it lifts it up and becomes a really ho- uh, wholesome story in the micro perspective with all three of these people becoming great friends and Erica and Haru especially giving me that mm-hmm. real and now they kiss vibes like <laughs> yeah like even before like they were starting hinting the stuff i was looking at erica and heart thinking of Haru, and it's like yeah i ship them same i was shipping them since i got that first ending and i said there's no way there's no way monami and her boyfriend she's she is she is super duper straight and then <laughs> spring leaves no flowers so psych yeah that fucking boyfriend i thought it was going to be like the villain of this trilogy <laughs> yeah and then he finally shows up like so you're tatsuya i'm not impressed <laughs> <laughs> and then he was such a nice guy yeah yeah so i guess that'll we'll going into spring leaves no flowers uh, yeah. So in Spring Leaves No Flowers, it carries on from Last Day of Spring, where at the ending there was some unrequited feelings between two certain characters. And then at the start of Spring Leaves No Flowers, it's requited. Mm-hmm. What, or whatever that word is. And this takes the perspective of Monami, who, you know, is very happy go lucky, goody two shoes. Nothing could ever be wrong with in the world. Sunshine and rainbows and lollipops and sprinkles. And she's the, she's that kind of person who, you know, doesn't have a lot going on. She likes to watch movies about dogs and cats and rabbits. Like, like her favorite movie is Homeward Bound or something like that. Yeah, the puppy movies. And when she finds out that Haru and Erica are quite possibly dating, she's confused. She thought they were just really good friends. And she tells them that, you know, I, I, I don't know what you mean by you like her. I like you. I like you the same as I like Ta- uh, Tatsuya. And then that starts a whole snowball conversation of, is she, does she have feelings like the rest of them? Or is she actually asexual or aromantic or both Mm -hmm. and that was a huge script flip for me that made me think that made me go from thinking monami is oblivious to the world around her (laughs) to feeling really sympathetic for her and you know this game just this game does a really good job at making you feel for these characters yeah, this story actually kind of hit me weirdly, weirdly different. Yeah. Because after one of my biggest 
my biggest uh, breakups or like a few years ago, I really toyed around with the fact that I was a- asexual, that I was ace mm-hmm. because I was not, I was not interested in anything. I was very just apathetic towards it. And I thought, you know, like I wasn't depressed or anything, but I just didn't get it like I used to, you know? Right. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I, I like this person. I would go, I was going out on dates. And I was like, I like this person as, but I just want to be like, I just legitimately want to be friends and talk to them. And I, that went on for a year and a half or so. I just didn't, the only thing I was interested in as far as other people was just anime characters. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a sexual thing. I, I was just like, they're cute. But for about a year and a half, I just toyed around with that kind of thought because I kind of, I kind of understood where she was coming from, you know? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't exactly find myself being aroused or finding anything just personally endearing outside of just friendships. And that could have been some, that could have been some low key depression Mm -hmm. (laughs) or just, some certain complications with medicine and all, but for about a year and a half, I really just felt the same way she did. So this, uh, this kind of weirdly hit me, (laughs) (laughs) but now I'm kind of like a little bit more, I guess, resolute in my sexuality. Mm -hmm. You know, I've kind of just, I don't know what it's it's really called. Uh, I definitely am definitely a stupid hetero boy, <laughs> but I feel like I'm only really attracted to someone if I like really, really, really like them. Right. So I think they do have a term for that, but I'm not gonna sit here and apply labels. Yeah, because I definitely labels are something you give yourself, not something that's assigned to you. Yeah, but whatever that is, I definitely feel like that might be somewhere in the vein. I don't know. It's just from my experience. If I really, really like someone, then I can be like that. But that may just be me being weird. I don't know. I'm not going to. And I'm not saying if you do the same way, you're weird. I'm just saying that just might be me. I'm complicated. I'm difficult. I'm notoriously difficult. Yeah. And you don't don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not agreeing. So anyway. I'm just acknowledging that you said something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Monami 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 Yeah And <laughs> Yeah With the With last day's Last day's spring And spring leaves no flowers They introduced the phone The phone mechanic the phone And it kind of makes sense Because one night hot springs They're all in the same resort No need to text or call each other But with this It adds a nice uh, nice little messaging system to have different characters talk when they're not in the same scene. And everyone, when they're on a call, they have their own little icons so you can know who's talking. Except Tatsuya, who just has words over his name. Just like, <laughs> just like has the, uh, the Google account's initials for you. And that was leading me to suspect that we won't see Tatsuya. That Tatsuya's just going to be this enigma. And then he shows up, and <laughs> before I could even size him up and start hating him, he turned into someone who was so supportive it made me want to cry. 
<laughs> it's like Bonami is so confused about being asexual or aromantic or both as the uh, as the quiz told her that she started to wonder if this is really her or if it's just wrong. She started to wonder if there was something wrong with her, if she's not quote-unquote normal like all the other girls, if like everyone else is feeling these feelings, but if she's not, then what does that mean? She's feeling sorry for Tatsuya because Tatsuya is in love with her, but not in this, but she's not in, in love with him in the same way. And so mm-hmm. she's worrying about how she's affecting Tatsuya, but Tatsuya is just so supportive as and it's he started questioning like but do you like me and i was thinking oh no what's this boy doing and (laughs) when she replied yes then he said then we'll work this out together i'm like oh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um I had uh, I had complicated feelings uh, about that kind of honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, I my thing is that I get it. I I get I get why I did that, but I would have liked a little bit more conflict on that because sometimes you don't get accepted, you know. But this game is very soft, and that's the only that's where my complaint was mainly leveraged at. Yeah. But I I do he is he's a very good boy. Very friendly, accepting boy. Mm-hmm. I like to look at it in that all these characters are role models for anyone else in the world, in whatever part of the circle of friends you are, whether you're the person in the LGBT community, whether you're an ally, whether you're someone in a relationship with someone else who is, you know, trying to find themselves. And it gives all these different options on how to be supportive and Mm -hmm. for me the conflict is mostly the world at large especially in last day of spring Mm -hmm. yeah i get that i my thing is i guess my thing about it mostly the thing that just i got hung up on was i don't want like this game by the art style alone you know it isn't supposed to be a grounded a 100 grounded look Mm-hmm. at this sort of conflict that people in the LGBT commun- community that's I don't know if that's an okay thing to say LGBT community I've never heard that before so I don't want to I would not be a transitor here <laughs> I am not going to be a transitor I am going to back off of that anyways so I I would like a more I want a more sort of grounded approach that kind of would resonate with people who say oh this is this can be a little bit hard sometimes, so they appreciate and understand. But again, I'm me. I I don't know it myself, so I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. All I can do is be supportive in my own way and hope it's not like a like the wrong way, the way that is not okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're learning day by day. We did get better. I remember last year when we did this episode, we were like, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a Pride Month episode, and then we get on the mic, and we're like, "Uh, so Haru is a a trans woman. Is that okay to say? We're not saying anything wrong, are we?" Yeah, well, we I think we also had a lot more experiences with that in in, in at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I mean, you're literally you're 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 literally a trans woman, so I literally am. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm the one who has to be on guard. Does that mean I can give people the? <laughs> no, no, Craig, cut that out. Jeez, it's... you get all this. <laughs> oh my god, Craig, cut that out so hard. Don't even leave that for real. <laughs> Put that on a jump drive. Take that, <laughs> take that statement. Put it on a jump drive and throw it into the ocean. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, something that really astounded me for this trilogy is just how attached I got to these characters and s- how much growth I was seeing in them through each game. Like Haru, especially going from the first game where she's, you know, bundled up in a big trench in a big overcoat and a scarf to the next game where she comes on the screen with a blue jacket and a bright yellow skirt. I'm like, damn girl. Like this art style is so cute. It's, it's, it's frustrating. And then like in the next game, she just comes in with another cute outfit and starts to become, she goes from being someone who's very timid and very, overly self-conscious about where she belongs to being a pillar of support for Monami as she starts going through like the sense of discovery that Haru had to go through when she found out she was trans and that's so endearing to see Haru's personal growth and mm-hmm. and, and and then there's the epilogue of uh what was it called another spring mm-hmm or uh, what? What was that called? Hold on a One second. One spring. I'm pulling up the game right now. You you'll probably get there first. The coming spring. That's it. The coming spring. Yeah, there's the epilogue, the coming spring, where Haru and Erica are moving in with each other, which is like fully confirmed. Yes, my ship is canon. But hearing Haru's, like, Haru reliving the memories of being in uh, her bedroom and all the mixed emotions with that. And, and like, Haru and Manami's friendship throughout all of it. And it's it's just so good. And with the music playing in the background, that's kind of a uh, redone version of the music I think that was done in one in one of the earlier games. And it really hit me with that lucky star moment of seeing all these people like these characters I grew so attached to and the melancholic music playing that we're all going our separate ways. Life is moving on. It really mm-hmm. tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, it it really does because I think I said something poetic. I think I said something poetic uh, yeah, in, in our private chats. I'm going to bring it up so I sound smart. It's not that. I'm grabbing a LaCroix and pants thing for sure. <laughs> pants not required. 
oh yeah the fact that i was like saying yeah their lives go on their most trying times are over and they'll be happy we saw a special slice of days and i i do legitimately love that feeling Mm -hmm. when i finish something a piece of media and i feel like that world is just breathing without my consent as if all i was was just some voyeur that was looking at their lives you know for a brief momentary glance you know Mm -hmm. i like that i really like that yeah because when a world feels alive, I feel like the natural ending is not the ending of the characters' lives as much as it's just, hey, adventures go on. But you can't see that because I've given you just a little bit of a glance yeah. of their lives. Like the original Dragon Ball. It just kind of ended with, hey, the adventure continues. And then <laughs> Toriyama was like, Psych, here's some super. Or, well, Toei was like, Psych, here's super. Yeah. Somebody was like, psych, here's super. Make more. I want money. (laughs) The money machine is broken. (laughs) We need more. Yeah. And we were having a real heart to heart over over messaging while uh, finishing up a year of springs and like getting into that while that sweet... uh, that sweet music was playing in the background was uh, making things a bit too real. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like when I finished that anime, or when I finished, <laughs> what am I talking about? When I finished this game, I had, I felt more fulfilled. Yeah. It's, it's nice little comfort, comfort food. Even if you knew, know how the endings go and even if you know where the events will unfold, I think the music, the art style, the little sound effects, like the sound effects they make with just when they hang up their phone is so adorable. People? Yeah, yeah, that one. It is such a cute little game. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we got to experience it. I am too was was very great it was very good and plus we actually talked to the developer yeah <laughs> and they said it was good do whatever <laughs> basically said I, I made this whole this whole speech about how like i enjoyed this game and we talked about it last year and i regret we didn't ask for permission before doing that and i want to make up for it this time by asking your permission to review the other two games and can we use music in our episode and in PCKC came back and said yeah sure <laughs> yeah basically they just said yeah hey bye yeah thanks you can do that goodbye <laughs> so here we are a legally ordained otaku melancholy episode yes we don't have to talk over the music to avoid going to jail <laughs> we got permission permission we could just have the music playing over this entire episode if we felt like it but probably not even though it is good music it is really cute music yeah it is really cute music it's it's it just seems like it's made out of a what are those things called mini mm, no uh, but, you, uh chiptune not chiptune oh i was thinking of I don't know why my brain is so broken. What is that stupid thing? Like a wind-up box, you know, like you open the box. Oh, and music then box. Spin- yeah, music box. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, music and it's in a box. <laughs> Man, why am I? 
absolutely stupid. <laughs> absolutely big dumb boy. <laughs> it sounds like that. A lot of it sounds like that. At least the opening theme does. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. What was your favorite song? Mine was uh, the one in Last Day of Springs where they're all in uh, Erica's apartment for the uh, spa day. Mm-hmm. The music is, it has that kind of sad tone to it. Like the spa day is not going that well and problems are kind of arising. It just really gets give me a, Give me a second. Because okay. I was about to just say the opening theme. Actually, no, I, I don't know what it is, but the song that plays when you choose what game you want to play, mm-hmm. that's a good one. That's a vibe. Let me find out what these songs are. Actually, I also really like the Spring Leaves No Flowers. Yeah. The that That's legitimately the name of the song. No, I really like that one. That was that one's my favorite. Okay. Jeez, these are bops. They are. And the uh, like the phone te- the phone t- uh, the ringtones for all of them are really good. <laughs> I also like the stickers they use in their messaging. I want those. I want those for my Telegram. <laughs> Your Telegram. In <laughs> PCKC, I need the Gominasai cat. I need that sticker. They should be online, like. They should be online. Yeah. Like, I, 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 use line. I know you got merch for some of the stickers, but I need more. I'm gonna go and check and see if they're online, because my roommate and I use exclusively line to communicate with each other. Because we're weebs. And also, you get cool anime stickers. I think I've gushed about them. I've got Shirobako and... And, and Puella Mella Fanny, well, Banny, Banny, Zozani uh, stickers. And Oremo stickers, but you know, that's that's a given. Yeah. I'm going to send my roommate an Oremo sticker right now and have her charge into the recording. Anyways, continue. Well, I said the sticker. No, I was done. We're waiting on oh, you. Oh, we're now. done? Oh, you're waiting on me to end my rambling? Yeah. Going on about Oremo stickers. Or they're cute. Mm-hmm. They're cute stickers. Mm-hmm. I also have a Sailor Moon theme on my line. It's really adorable. I love line. Oh, nice. It's, it's cute. There, I sent her a sticker. We'll see how that plays out later. So, overall, what are our thoughts on A Year of Springs? A Year of Springs is a... At its core is an informative piece that shows the... Uh, shows the struggles that a trans person has to go with while living in Japan. Just the the laws that make living difficult and the policies that companies have to follow in order to not be punished by the government, as well as everyday prejudices that like the societal pressures give towards le- just living your life and how a constant state of stress and frustration that can give on a trans person, as well as showing how so helpful and so supportive 
uh, allies and advocates in your friend group can be and how you you can start out helping someone with their problems and then you'll discover uh oh, let me rephrase that helping someone with their um don't want to say problems cuz that has, that has a connotation with their inner with their inner turmoil yes helping someone with their inner turmoils 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 <laughs> helping someone with their inner struggles and also in turn finding out that you have some of your own internal struggles that they can then help you with and at the core friendship is everything friendship is magic oh my god <laughs> What are you doing? Don't <laughs> you need to calm down with this. Calm down with this. Give it a score. So I would give this a hard nine out of ten. And only because I'm teetering on giving it a ten out of ten because of how of how emotional emotionally emotionally resonating it was for me. Mm-hmm. Just uh, one night hot springs by itself was really good, but the trilogy as a whole is magnificent. Yeah, the complete package. Mm-hmm. I think as someone who has who has tried to be a consistent ally and who wants to support his friends and family who go through or who don't go through but have different identities and have to face problems and such in the real world... I think that, again, I think I said this about One Night Hot Springs. I think it's a great introduction, introductionary piece to your weeb friend who maybe wants a different perspective or maybe wants to just kind of get a little better sense of empathy for situations and things like this because maybe they don't understand them. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a really cute game. I think it's... I've played a lot of visual novels, and some visual novels will go on forever. They'll go on for hours and hours and hours and hours to only make me feel nothing. But in what basically came up to being two, maybe three hours, I read fast. Mm -hmm. Two or so hours, I felt more feelings than I have with other certain visual novels. I'm not going to name names, but they know who they are. (laughs) So I think for a two-hour package that is really cute, is really has a great message, really knows what it is, and has heart behind it, I think that a hard 9 out of 10 isn't good enough. I honestly can say that I think this is a perfect, perfect visual novel. Even with my complaints about just the hard, like the lack of edge, not like edge as in, you know, like they were doing drugs or anything, <laughs> but more of the effect that there wasn't any cutting sort of situations. I think it's still a great LGBTQ piece for people who maybe aren't initiated or you're just curious. I think it's cute. I think it's a fun, delightful read regardless. I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good package. Actually, I'm a say, I'm a say, I'm a say, I'm going to go back on that. I don't know what a 10 out of 10 is for a visual novel because I've never given one a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Even Stein's Gate has some issues in visual novel form. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's I think it's perfect in what it is. So I have to give it a 10 out of 10. You know what? You're right. This is a masterpiece. This is a 10 out of 10. And mm-hmm. this this is a, it's a 
small time visual novel and there's not a lot of real coverage on it. Like if you look up any YouTube videos on it, it views are like in the thousands at best. And mm-hmm. this this is something that I will champion until the end of time. Like if there's ever for any reason a conversation about LGBT representation and or visual novels, then I will jump in feet first and say, you're a Springs right here. Take a look. Yeah. And maybe we'll have a platform for that soon. Yeah, maybe, 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 hopefully. But yeah, I think it's great. I think, I think if you, you're curious, you can, you can go to what itch.io. Uh, yes. If you want to, look at your springs or the developer for it you can go to npckc.site or npckc.itch.io and you'll find a year of springs which is available for five dollars or and you can find all of the other works that nkcpc or npckc does uh, some are free some are you know about the same cost as a year of springs and they're mm. They all have that so cute art style that looks like they'll make you feel things that you didn't think you would get. Right. They are all, they're all really short and they're all really, they're all really, I think, wholesome. I've played this one and I think Marin helps a friend. Yeah. They're all really cute. You, you should treat yourself. Treat each other. Yeah, that too. Anyways. Yeah, go 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 check those out. Go check them out whenever you have a reasonable amount of time. I'm not going to force you. Not on this. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. I'm unsure. I keep talking, but not <laughs> saying anything. And speaking of talking, but not saying anything, we have been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. Hey. We have been your hosts, Matt and Audrey. Uh, line. <laughs> I keep shaking myself whenever I do that. Uh, ca- catch us every Tuesday on our website at our website on. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Shit, that's so flustered. <laughs> catch us every Tuesday on our website at otakomelancholy.com where you can find our previous episodes as well as the other sites where we're streaming on, as well as our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Oh, is is this where I do a quote? This is always where you go in. Listen, last week, I had, I was not the one doing this. I was, I felt my my gambate was stolen from me. Oh. I just, it was a mess. I, I just, I just, I just, I was, I lost the groove. I, lost, I threw off my groove anyways. Today we're doing an actual serious quote. This isn't real quote. Like, I'm not throwing anime in this. This is something someone actually, a human being said. Mm-hmm. This, this, this isn't, okay, just, just stop talking, Matt. Keep going. All right. If you are not free to be yourself in the most important of human activities, the expression of love, then life itself loses all meaning. From Harvey Milk. The basis of the movie, the uh, biographical movie Milk, which even though it has a hilarious last name, he is a important figure in the early, uh, early gay movement. 
So yeah, go check out that bio biographical if you want to. Yeah, this has been this has been Pride Month and also Junji Ito Month. Yeah, have pride in being scared. Have pride in being scared, but don't be scared of pride. Ooh, that's better. I was trying to work that way in, and uh, you did a lot better than I would have done. Yeah, I'm a wordsmith, and the English language is my is my anvil. Yeah, I'm 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 sleepy. <laughs> Anyways, bye bye. Take care. Gambate. Say gambate. Say it with your chest.